Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. Wagwan, wagwan. What day, uh? But yeah, man, thank you for joining me today. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go through these topics. I had some uh, interesting viewing to, uh, this week, but I just wanted to start out giving out some shout outs to baby Kendrick. My man been scooting in his walker. Hey. And, yo, that really, that, that cued me to a great idea, man. He was going back and forth. And I'm talking about my man was going on for like 45 minutes. Like, wow, I really want, I really wish I knew how many, how many, you know what I mean? Steps my man was taking. And I was like, yo, <laughs> baby Fitbits, yo. Okay. Okay. Yo, I know you feeling me right now okay. with my line of, uh, of baby fitness items. Uh, I mean, why stop it? I know your baby's fat. Why stop it? Why don't we just Fitbit? get him a waist trainer, baby waist trainers. I'm telling yo, it's a whole lot. You know what? Let me stop giving away these gems for free, yo. Let's get this started with these. Put, put some <laughs> treadmills on the bottom of that walker. So, you know what I'm saying? Your baby could get some Bro, exercise. Bro, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm coming out with a whole line of baby items. The shits are gonna be rocking, but yeah, I just had to oh, give out. Moms Shout out to jealous. Kendrick for the inspiration. <laughs> also, we are joking. Yeah, no, not at all. Please don't put a waist trainer <laughs> on your baby. That's 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 appalling. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. This week, um, so I watched two documentaries and a stand up. So okay. uh, we'll start out with uh, one of the documentaries. I watched The Pharmacist, which was that was a hard watch. What's that one about? I mean, that I one's about um, uh, it was about a pharmacist in Louisiana whose son ended up dying in a um, seems like a drug sale going wrong, but um, it was during the time in which Louisiana's police department was going through a huge amount of corruption, mm-hmm. and so they were woefully negligent in providing him with justice, and so he went out to go seek his own justice. And in doing so, he stumbled upon a huge pharmaceutical uh, ring that was funneling their drugs into the illegal market. And boy, was it. And man, it started out. The documentary was very good. It's called The Pharmacist. I watched it on Amazon Prime just for anybody who wants to follow along in the future. But um, this guy sounds like he's getting paid by Amazon over here. Nah, man. But I I, I watched it on their platform, so it would just be uh, negligent of me to to not at least uh, state that much. But no, no, no. Nonetheless, the it started out showing their, you know, a little bit of his early life, and then their struggle with losing him. And boy, it was very powerful. Like it was really yeah. moving. But then, you know his borderline obsession with getting justice let me tell you was inspiring so i definitely recommend that one the pharmacist was oh, a snap. good watch are you gonna become a vigilante now is that is that how your story begins give me a good reason to sure <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean yo give me your cause my g I'm inspired by this man i must now done oh cape. man no actually you know what else i did watch hmm. i know i'm hella late but i watched the joker I mean, so, you're not that late. It we'll just came out on about DVD. That at, the so. end, at the end of the entertainment section, too. <laughs> um, but the other documentary I watched was uh, Catching Hell in the City of Angels, which is a really interesting documentary from t- in its. I think it was made in 2017 about Los Angeles. Okay, it was very good. I mean, if you're just looking to get an, an insight, because while it does talk a lot about gang culture and stuff like that, the actual interviews with the people actually tell a a very different story. And so if you actually watch the interviews, it's very telling. And and the stark contrast between the interviews with the the cops and the, and the people. At one point they're doing a ride along with a cop and and this is when I realized that, that okay, cops are genuinely full of shit for the most part, even the good ones. <laughs> they the guys riding through Watts gang neighborhood. Sees a bunch of guys, pulls up on a mad fast. They're running up on him. They grab one guy and so he proceeds to point out why he grabbed this guy. And he's like, you see this now? Okay, he's wearing like a like an Averick style jacket. Yeah. And on the back is something written in it. And it's red. Now he has on like blue pants and then red shoes. And he goes, you see here this jacket. See the red in this part of the jacket. <laughs> I'm talking about it was an infinitesimally small part of the jacket that had red in it. Yeah. And it's like it's this one line here in the jacket is red matching the red sneakers. This is clearly a gang member. I was like, okay, see, this is what they call criminalizing <laughs> black life. Because that nigga's outfit just looked fresh. He was just yeah. matching. He was 
he matched his shoes to an accent in his jacket. And I was like, no, dude, no, no, no. They teach us to do that. Like, no, you can't, you can't say that that's, 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 that's gang affiliation, bro. No, like that's fashion. Right. (laughs) But to be fair though, like if you know anything about Watts and you do wear. Nah, they're usually wearing like solid colors. Like, I mean, prominent. Nah, but like the fact that he's wearing red shoes would be, would indicate to me. But I think the tie to the red thin the jacket, I think, was superfluous. You know what (laughs) I mean? I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Yes, the red shoes could be an indication. But then to then say matching it, it, the the, the corroborating evidence is the red in his jacket. It's like, come on, what is that? Yeah, for sure. Like, at the end of the day, they could just make up whatever they want retroactively. And then nothing, not for nothing, the dudes around him were not dressed at all like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you know what I mean? Like, it was one dude with red shoes and a jacket that had red in it, and a bunch of other dudes just in regular, you know, long shorts and big tees, random khaki colors, dark colors. And I'm just like, what? Like, so it was, that just really jumped out at me because, you know, when I was younger, my dad used to tell me a lot about like the criminalization of black life. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. And now I'm like, oh, 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 that's what you mean. Like they, the idea that they have of black people or even minorities in general, because I mean, I'm sure this could have happened to a Mexican person is just so disparate that they did. They, they don't even understand the difference between fashion and gang colors. They really don't. Like the red shoes, mate. But then it's like his whole reasoning was definitely like was off base. You know what I mean? Like if somebody would approach you with that reasoning, you'd probably be like, I don't know if we should be harassing this guy right now. I'm telling you, I would have come to the exact same conclusion giving the place where he was. Feel me? If you're wearing red shoes in Watts and you have something else, but if you're wearing red shoes in Watts, I would assume that you're a blood. And okay. that's from my experience being in Watts. No, no, no. If I I'm un- going I, in that I, I, area, no, no, I, do, I understand I, that part. But the, the the ensemble was not like the shoes made, but the ensemble wasn't like the 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 the, the jacket wasn't even like it. It had no gang affiliation on it. It was like an Averett. I understand, but they do that. That is a thing. So, so just that red that red line with the shoes is all you need. I don't know about the red line, but I'm saying the shoes. The shoes I got. No, no, I understand yeah, that. Like, but he's going deeper than that. And oh, yeah, yeah, of all course. Of this, and like, I'm like, no, no, you can't do that because then that just broadens the scope of who you're going to yes, now think is a I understand, gang definitely. That's the exact same thing you're using probable cause to be like, oh, I smell something in your it's car. It's too broad of a profile. Yes, you know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. That I agree with. He wasn't doing anything illegal being outside of his home with a bunch of other people. And he wasn't congregating with other people who were also wearing red so right. it's not like- i'm not saying i agree with what happened i'm merely saying i completely understand how we came to that conclusion nah, i think that that's a faulty lock i don't think i think that that's the kind of justification that is whoa, whoa, justification i never well, said anything well, about justification you, i that, just said that's what I ends up coming across when you say no 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 no, 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 no. because that's not no. a logic that you can extend to people like you can't choose like oh in this one street that i'm going to make that that's Absolutely. That's very. Uh, that's uh, absolutely. If if there's so like, you're saying profiling is okay. No, 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 no. That's what I'm he's not doing. saying that profiling is okay. But when you are a police officer with authority, I don't think it's appropriate for you to make those kind of assumptions. Like if you're worried about but it's your personal safety, and they you do choose it anyway. not to wear red. That's one thing. But when you have the power to put people in 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 jail and you have a certain code of conduct, I don't, I I think that it's ex- that that code of conduct should include. Uh, a set of profiling that has a high chance because i i mean pete not everybody in that neighborhood i mean you're talking about yes if he chooses to make that decision and go outside like that and take that risk with his life in that neighborhood then he's he's taking that risk if he's not in the commission of a crime i don't think it's appropriate to profile him now and then take him off the street that's what i'm getting at absolutely and And you are 100 agree and i 100 agree with you with that but just to address what what you're saying well what what i'm getting from what you're saying because maybe i'm misunderstanding you is that to to make that assumption is a personal choice. To then objectify someone else's choice to wear those red shoes is, I think, that that's, I don't think that that, I think that's that's too much because. And that's not at all what I was getting at. All I'm getting is that, okay, if you wear this color, which is associated to this subculture, which is criminalized in this specific neighborhood, 
you have to understand that again exactly as you said you will be unfairly profiled by people both by cops and by both the 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 enemy colors and people wearing your color you feel yeah, me that's what civil disobedience because like like first of all you can't just criminalize something in one area that that in and of itself is discriminatory and there's, Absolute, there's, there's huge nothing about well, i'm not saying nothing what he did is okay but we understand that because cops abuse their power especially if they're being recorded for a specific purpose you feel me so i'm not no, saying no, what he you, did was what right I'm or anything like that, that what i'm saying is that there's no point in bringing up that point when the overall activity is wrong Okay. Like I, we, like I totally understand. Now, if he was to go outside and then get into a fight over his sneakers, and you and you were like, "Yo, man, you gotta know better," that I, I would kind of understand because he was interacting with the people. But as the the police officer who's just driving around, I, I I'm like, "Whoa, come on, man, that's a little bit disparate." You know what I mean? Because I don't think that it goes very far for you know but, what I mean. What is so? Mm-hmm. Especially because Different he wasn't doing that, anything illegal. Typical it, police behavior. No, and, and it's it's wrong. It's it's wrong all around. And that, okay. that's what I'm pointing out. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so. And, and 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 to your point, it's so typical. No matter how wrong it is, that they did it on camera exactly. in a documentary for everyone exactly. to see. And I was like, and I was like, man, that's very emblematic. And so no, while I. I understand where the assumption comes from. You can't always act on on assumptions because many times, especially when you're in a uh, position of authority, it has detrimental. It has detrimental outcomes for people that might not be just. Yeah, but I don't know. Modern police don't seem very just to me. So that seems very par for the course. No, but um, and that's the thing is, is that it's an unjust system. I don't think mm-hmm. that the individuals, I think a lot of the individuals are trash. Don't get me wrong. But I think that um, especially the guys in the guys in this documentary seems very genuine in that they were trying to help the, the community. They were just woefully ignorant of any way in which they could do so. Yeah, and they it's were like trying. The culture then dictates uh, uh, how they behave and how they perceive people that are not police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and and it's rough. And like, OK. And this is another thing that stuck out to me. One guy got got tortured and killed in a very gruesome fashion. Now, that happens. One guy. Now they're saying that every gang member is stigmatized as someone. And I'm like, yo, you do know that like per capita, white people kill and torture way more people than gang members. And I don't say white people versus gang members like there's two races. I'm just saying that's how they're thinking. Because when they look at the people, they look at all minorities like gang members and then white people as the people that they're protecting. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, no, you do know that the people you're protecting do harbor the vast majority of the sociopathic killers in the society. Just saying it's fine. I get it. You got to deal with it wherever you see it. But I'm just saying be a little bit more open-minded because to stigmatize all gang members as people who kill and torture is fucking out of control. That's crazy. It's madness. Very few people have the capacity to do that. (laughs) It's one of those, um, it's one of those like, uh, 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 feedback loops, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, where Mm -hmm. they do that stigmatization and that they use that stigmatization to then approve laws and get bigger budgets to, uh, violate more rights and then when they violate the rights it makes people more stressed more mentally unstable mm-hmm. and more prone to do the very things yep. that they, so yeah you're absolutely right that's this what, is a negative it's, feedback loop. it's all to the adding to the militarization and like the marriage of um technology and policing yeah so that's all that's to be said is that catching hell in the city of angels is a very good documentary yeah sounds pretty interesting. highly check, recommend checking it out and then there was um the Tom Papa stand up. Now I'm completely unfamiliar with Tom Papa, but boy was I pleasantly surprised because he had me in stitches. My dude is funny, man. Yeah, Tom Papa's an OG for sure. Yeah, man. I'm not even gonna butcher any of my man's jokes. I'm just gonna <laughs> highly recommend going to watch it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's new. It came out this year, so it should be fresh. But um, yeah, yeah that's, that I was a Netflix. Saw it. Yeah, I think I just saw it in the rotation on Netflix. I'll, I'll give that one a shot. Yeah, and so now we get to Joker, which I would, I, I think I waited too long. My expectations were way too high. Um, I was expecting something that absolutely did not come through. I thought that the movie would have. I'm not. I'm not even 
care about spoilers at this point. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone who's yeah, seen it, it. Well, it's and, out on DVD. Yeah. So. And if you, you know. care about the plot, I don't think I'm going to really address too much of the plot anyway. So, And you can also skip ahead, you know, yeah. and then come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I could not be rude and shitty about it, but. <laughs> nah, do your thing. Do your thing. But yeah, no, the movie was. um. I, I was just disappointed. I would have much preferred it to be a standalone movie without the DC title. Um, it was a very, I mean, it was cinemagraphically uh, well done. It was well acted. Hmm. Um, it was just really a, uh, uh, an expose into the mental illness of somebody who had a very, very shitty life. Um I don't know. I think it says more about the people who were like blown away by it <laughs> than about the movie itself. Cause the movie wasn't, it was a, it was an attempt to make something new, uh, original based off of something old. Cause it yeah. wasn't new, obviously. Yeah. Apparently it. they took a lot from, um, killing joke and, um, uh, some of the source material, they had some stuff in there, but, um, yeah. I mean, when they say a lot, just like putting Easter eggs is not a lot, in my opinion. Like, no, no, it some, wasn't like, like some of the stuff that happened to him, like with the social worker and him being a failed comedian and all that other stuff. Yeah, to boy, man, that was um, the failure because I think it's a little bit heavy handed in its portrayal as of the failures of society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was it was ridiculous, like. When those pack of kids took the sign and beat them up, I was just like, okay, come the fuck on, man. Come everybody on. Everybody else is just like... Uh, I mean, he went through like a solid day guy. where everyone kicked him. I was yeah. like, yo, bro, I've never been kicked like that. I haven't been kicked like that since I was in grade school. You know what I mean? Roughing, yeah. Rough housing in the, the, in the fucking football fields. You know what I mean? Like, how do you manage... To, I mean, and I know he has mental illness. I get it. I just don't, I, I just don't know any place where that, like, I mean, maybe in New York that happens in like a crowded, like you'd see a mentally ill person getting beat up, but I don't know anybody who would let that, that happen and not put it up on the internet and get this person arrested <laughs> because they do that. Hey, that's the only benefit that comes from the police trolling social media is that they do catch crimes like that. True. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, I don't know, man, like it's, I just found it hella weird. Um, yeah. And boy, there was there was a couple scenes that did that did get me. The scene w- uh, towards the end. I guess I am getting into the plot here, so here's the spoilers. Um, at the end, where the small person who was in the the, the clown <laughs> puts place with uh, with him. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, dude, like him and the and the asshole guy who betrayed him come in. Yeah. And, you know, the small person, he's had a relatively good relationship with him, the whole guy. He's always been nice to him, and everyone just shat on the two of them for just no reason. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, They're man. They're different. Shit like, on Like, even, even, I've seen, I've never just seen someone get shit on for no reason. Even if, like, if it's someone who I like, usually they've done something to earn being shit on. I just don't understand. He did absolutely nothing. He did absolutely nothing and was overly nice to everyone he met and everyone. It was just really over the top. <laughs> I was just because you know what it is because we were raised by Jamaicans and we don't. We, I just couldn't see that happening in Jamaica. Yeah, nah, nah. nah. Somebody it, it, would bust your ass. for Are that you for kidding sure. me? Being somebody. somebody who was overtly known as being nice and mentally ill. Yeah, for sure, you. Are you? Oh my no! You. You, you can't. That. That just it's not acceptable to us. Yeah. So the whole movie, I'm just like. What yeah. is going on here? This movie had like this movie made me feel like Nightcrawler, and that's not a good thing. Like I also think Nightcrawler was an excellent movie. They, oh, as far as like the a crafted, as far yeah. as a crafted object, it was a finely crafted object, but it made me feel very weird. Yeah, and and but anyway, I was gonna say the, the when they they come to the apartment to see him, and um. You know, he of course. This is post snap, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, he kills the big guy. And when they come into the apartment, I see him put the chain yep. on the door. And yep. I, at that moment, I'm like, "No!" I had the same thought. I was like, "How's little my buddy little about dude?" To get no. Out? Yeah. And so <laughs> he kills the guy, and then he he turns and and he's like, "Yeah, no, you did nothing wrong. You could leave." And he <laughs> and he goes to leave, and he reaches up to the door for the chain, and he just is two inches short and my heart drops nah bro fuck that guy i would have uh, gotten the stool something i'm out of there i'm yeah. not waiting oh, okay. on you to say you're, me you're right you're right you're here. right he did give up his agency because i would have at least looked around for a stool or something like nah i'm not nah, gonna wait nah, i'm not gonna ask that. this nigga. Nah, nope 
bro and the moment where he turns around he's like can you let me out and i was just like oh the uncomfortable i'm not asking for my life from a psychopath Get no but you're here. absolutely right oh but that that scene and then um the scene where he kills the uh the night show host where oh, he, yeah, just, yeah. he just and sometimes you got what you get and he just shoots him in the face and i was like yeah <laughs> Some, sometimes you exploit uh, mentally ill people and uh, they snap in front of you and they kill you. Yeah, that's, that's that's why we should deal with this, man. We really <laughs> should help them. So you do get the message of the book. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, yeah from I'm, my- I'm essentially that. No, 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 no. You say that in jest, but that is essentially the message of the movie, no? I think so. that is the only message I could possibly see. That's the only one that I could get from it. I had two favorite parts of that movie. The first was the you and I both the the, the scene with the little person mm. that was hilarious and hilarious. Oh, night. dude, I felt so um, bad for him. it. Was I a did. mixture. I did. It was a great. The f- reason yeah. why it was hilarious was because I felt bad for it because in that mo- the minute he locked the the thing on yeah, the door, yeah, you knew was exactly like, what was oh, gonna happen. Poor, we we all saw it. it. How is he gonna reach it? It but, was a great scene because of how mixed I like I was. Yeah, because of all the emotions yeah. it made you feel in such a short amount of time. And um, the other scene for me was when uh, Thomas Wayne punched him in the mouth and he was like, <laughs> put your hand on my son again and, I punch you, and I'll fucking kill you or something like that. I was like, yeah, tell him, Tommy Wayne. Get him. Yeah. But those are the only two. Uh, um, okay, so what do you think about, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about like, oh, um, he's an unreliable narrator. So like, you know, he every, it, I guess they're saying that beyond a certain from the point where he stops taking his meds everything that you see in the movie could be in his head not just the part that they revealed oh like american psycho like the whole thing it would it would it would it it would stand to reason because the descent of society was way too fast it was just like or not society but gotham city just like the whole city went up in in like 30 minutes yeah like I was like, nah, dude. And then the the, the so he could have imagined like, that they're like standing outside and they're like worshiping him. It could be like uh uh his Jesus moment could all be in his head as well. Mm. Possibly that would that that would be add a layer. That would, would add that, a layer. Would that like kind of redeem it for you or no no, no 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 not at all. But it it would it would it would it would take a step for the movie being a little bit more coherent in my opinion. And it's just I don't know, but I also feel like that that's fans retconning shit into existence based yes. on what they want. I Absolutely. I, oh, and I'm a big fan of doing that, actually. I've done that with tons of movies that I thought were just inadequately finished. Like, you know what? My version's better. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I came to exactly more or less the same conclusion than you. It was just a weird movie. There were parts that um, cinematography, cinema, yeah, the cinematography was great. How he told the story was great. Didn't really like the story itself. Yeah. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, you were ridiculous yeah he did a great job in portraying well done you know and and like i just think that they were so heavy-handed with how shitty his life was Mm -hmm. like but i like his moments of of like vulnerability of like psycho there were times where you could like relate to him but also times where you were just like what the fuck and you know what i mean i I just yeah i think they're trying i i I don't i like to hate my bad guys and i and it was supposed that's why that's why i would have preferred it to just be a standalone movie because then i wouldn't have associated with joker who is irredeemable to me because of the things he's done in the canon you know what i mean like there's just there's a lot behind joker so difference between this joker and typical joker we've seen in the past Mm -hmm. in that the privy uh, the Joker that we're used to is a schemer. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's a schemer. He's got plans behind plans. Which is why he's so irredeemable plans. to me. The person with mental illness is not irredeemable to me. That's mm-hmm. not a, that's that, that's a person who, yes, as an individual, should be held responsible for their uh, decisions and actions, but at the same time, needs to have society address the circumstances that they need to to survive because they they can't survive in a normal social setting like everyone else you know what i mean and as long as society abdicates that responsibility i'm less inclined to 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 put the onus on them when it comes to meeting out you know whatever responsibility it starts at the top and if mm-hmm. you know it's like when the parents ain't doing the job kids is gonna be messed up when society ain't doing their job the people they're gonna be left and and so that's why i i, I was very sympathetic to this joker mm-hmm. because i just felt that he was a mentally ill person who really like got shit on a lot, man? <laughs> yeah, he did. He really did get yeah. shit on a lot. Yeah, to the point that the first time he snapped with the three dudes on the train, I was like, "Good for you." I mean, don't 
come on, guys. Like, three dudes assault him, and he has a pistola. But I've seen people get shot again. for less. We've seen people shoot people in Walmart for less. <laughs> I mean, this was the 80s, so maybe maybe the mentality was different. But it was also the entire thing was a bit ridiculous because, come on, who the hell does a fucking singing number while assaulting someone? That's that's a level of brazen that I mean, I'm that, not that's, that's clockwork to. orange, baby. This, that's this true. is the pedagogy for that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a good homage. Didn't even catch but that. But yeah, it had its moments. The movie had its moments. Um, I don't know if it, for me, it wasn't the groundbreaking um, movie that that it was portrayed to be. Definitely don't understand how. Yeah, man. Well, all right. Yeah, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) That's about all I got about that. All right. Yeah. So let's go move on into entertainment news. So um, I was really disappointed in um, hearing these comments by Billie Eilish about how she feels about hip hop, which it's not surprising. I didn't hear them. What she say? So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna have to paraphrase because I didn't. I'm not gonna (laughs) go and pull up what she said, but she's um. Essentially, what was said was she feels like the value of her music is greater than the value of the uh, the artistry that comes out of hip hop because of the depth of of narrative in her stories versus the repetitive narrative that is fictitious in hip hop, which. I thought was, was, which was really bullshit because you clearly are listening only to Drake and Future and you're not listening to a lot of deeper hip hop. Moreover, Drake and Future can craft a narrative better than Billie Eilish in my opinion. Okay? Because if you don't see Future crafting his pain into club bangers then you just <laughs> then you just don't understand what artistry is you don't see that the expression that he's putting forth is valuable to a lot of people and just because you don't connect to that expression doesn't make it less valuable than what you're doing yo i gotta be honest i never thought i'd ever hear you make such an impassioned defense of future that was lit Nah, nah, man, because listen, I, 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 and I say it all the time, there are so many things that we could that we could shit on people about. Let's just be mindful and make sure that there are good reasons to shit on people. True. I'm not going to shit on Future for not creating something of value because he absolutely does. Now, I might find that there is a certain toxicity to that value, but that's my fucking opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so as no matter how much vitriol I spit at anybody, that's all my opinion. Yeah. I never invalidate their right to 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 make their money and make their art. And so for Billie Eilish to somehow put herself in another echelon of 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 artistry, I would I would absolutely put any hip hop artists in the mainstream right now against her. Hold on, I think... I In terms think of I, artistry. I think I found the quote. I don't know, is this the right thing? When is this? It was a Vogue interview, I'm pretty sure. Um, just because the story isn't real doesn't mean it can't be important, she said. There's a difference between lying in songs and writing a story. There are tons of songs where people are just lying. There's a lot of that in rap right now, from people that I know who rap. She continued, it's like, I got my AK-47 and I'm fucking, and I'm like, What? You don't have a gun, and that's my bitches. I'm like, which bitches? That's posturing, and that's not what I'm doing. That's all the quote that I got. It's literally what she's doing. <laughs> no, because she's she's like, even look at her on the cover of her new album. Isn't she in some like ghoulish outfit or dressed up as something else fictitious? I'm gonna be honest with you. I know Billie Eilish by name and hair color only. Nah, she's just and 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 I think that this is a problem of Western culture. I don't know if this is. If this is specific to a certain demographic, I'm not going to be that guy. But um, the lack of self-awareness from people like Billie Eilish is astounding. Astounding. And that's why and that's why I have problems with people like um, Adam Levine being put on tracks because they hold this. He holds similar types of views in that he thinks that he is a higher echelon artist than the people that he's playing with when that's not true. 
you know and and i and i think we should stop empowering people even if even if they are good artists we shouldn't empower them in our community because they don't respect us and that's fair, and, and, it's un, and it's not i don't think that that's healthy definitely not you can't it's it, it it sets a bad precedent when someone is openly disrespecting you and you're giving them like carte yes so. i've always said that and 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 so it's <clears throat> it's something that as a community we should probably step up and 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 really address because i think that that ties into something else um like the situation that we have with Gail King and by extension, I'm also going to bring Oprah into this conversation is when are we going to start identifying the people who are paid to massage our, 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 our minds. Give me a little context paid. with that real quick. So, so you, you have Gail King mm-hmm. who is paid to be a reporter, but unfortunately she doesn't take exception to any kind of cultural slight, such as bringing uh, in the allegations on Kobe mm-hmm. now, and then conflating that with other things, you know what I mean? With yes, other yes, people yes, yes. like this is very problematic. So it doesn't require that Gail King have any animosity for Kobe. All she has to do is be paid to do something that we, that, that, that is vitriolic to our to our culture mm-hmm. and 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 that's problematic because it's it's a very defensible position for her it's a very defensible position for her but she should know better what's the defense well, well the defense is, is that she didn't choose all of those questions she was just doing her job she has the defense of saying, listen, I'm doing my job. I just asked a question. I gave her a chance to give a good answer. When it's like, yeah, but what you're doing is you're appeasing a certain liberal body that is u- utilizing that as a way to, to slander a black man's legacy. And that's not good. Like, stop allowing them to pay you to do these kind of things. Yeah. Same thing with Oprah and Russell Simmons. Stop allowing them to pay you to slander black men. This is this is an issue. You know what I mean? Because while we want to laud these people for being very affluent and successful, they are doing so because of their willingness to slander black people well, and to and to and to push ideologies that might not be in the best interest of the people they're pushing them to. What's Gail King's relationship to Oprah? I think they're best friends. Ah, uh, well, that doesn't seem all that surprising. Then Oprah seems to have a. I'm quite pretty a- sure Gail King didn't have much of a career before that actually became a thing. That I'm makes not even sure. More sense. I'm not sure. I don't know much about Gail King. I just never heard of her before that, and that was in the early 2000s. It, it became a popular thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is insensitive, but given Oprah's history, I'm not at all surprised that she'd be very willing to do such a thing. Exactly, and that's my thing is like they're so closely related and they're both affiliated with this slander of affluent black men i'm just like and then and then and then there's the the clear the clear defense of harvey weinstein by both of them (laughs) that that blows my mind away neither one of them have said anything against matt lauer you know what i mean Mm. like they're just a little bit too much dogmatism towards black people like you know what i mean in other words yeah like their microscope is very keenly pointed and very specifically avoiding other places exactly gotcha and so that's a conversation that needs to be had you know what i mean because until until we stop allowing people to leech out of the community and not really do substantive things to help the community like that's the thing is like oprah gives away so much crap that everyone's like oh but look how much good she does and i'm like ah, also what guys, systemic change has she done because that's the thing is it's like with the money that she has on her level she should be enacting systemic change you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. fucking bloomberg's on his ass bloomberg's out here Showing motherfuckers what to do with their money. Bloomberg spent half a fucking billion dollars on ads. And when you check his net worth, it went up two billion dollars. Boss. Oh. You know what I mean? What the fuck is Oprah doing? (laughs) 
Stop telling me you got Bees. a Billy and do something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, are you waiting for more black people to become billionaires? Because it's going to take a fucking long time. Like, the ones that we got, we need to start seeing you do something. That's why I fucking big up um, Byron Allen every chance that I get. Because he's out here really making some moves. Whether you agree with him or not is irrelevant. At least he is taking his money to affect change positively for black people. Let's do that. If I had money, trust me, I would. But all I got is a big mouth. So that's what I'm trying to do. And out to Akon as well. Akon, thank you. Become a stakeholder in a city that has a fucking infrastructure that can really promote black people to live. You want to fucking help African women fucking get an education? Don't build a singular school in the middle of the fucking desert. Fucking build infrastructure around it so that guess what? The school is also protected and has a police force so that fucking Boko Haram doesn't come and kidnap them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like, do real shit. Don't fucking feed the masses with all of this, you know? And I told myself I wasn't going to get angry on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, we need to have the conversation about really scrutinizing the people who are benefiting the most from this culture. Because just like in general American society, a lot of cream is going up to the top. And then it's, you know what I mean? Skim milk for the rest of us. And so... If we're if we're gonna keep on empowering those people, let's let's make sure that they're doing a little something for us. You know what I mean? Because they we are empowering them. Oprah doesn't make money without the vast majority of black people who and 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 poor people who who consume her media. Mm -hmm. So you know, let's let's ask Oprah to do a little bit more than placate the people. You know what I mean? That 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 empower her. But anyway, um, that goes for the same thing with all of the with the R and B singers who are invited in, the Adam Levines and the Billie Eilishes who make music, who are inspired by hip hop, but then go and slander it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, come on, guys. I, I think there's a more stand up way to go about that. But anyway, I wanted to um to to go back to that uh, Puff Daddy and Mace um conversation that we I, had I told time. you that we won't stop because, I, I told you that we won't stop because no i think because I, I i was i was here listening more and talking more about it and and there was a nuance to it that i do get and it goes back to the point that you were making that when you get an individual to contribute to a track it's that individual sauce and it is important for that person to be compensated commensurately because no one else can provide what they provided to that to that track and mm -hmm. to that extension people were saying that puff daddy contributed a lot to those tracks that he was producing and i'm you can't see what i'm doing but i'm air calling that <laughs> bullshit producing and really the value i think of what having puff daddy on your track was is that not he didn't add anything what he did is is he scrutinized it in such a way that it kind of guided you towards a certain sound. Mm -hmm. He let you have general artistic freedom and then guided that sound into a poppier feel. Mm -hmm. And that's really what he did. He didn't add, and I don't think that that's adding anything. You know, that's like the sculptor chipping away at the stone. He's removing stone. He's mm -hmm. not adding to the stone. <laughs> so Michelangelo says, that's how he says he You does know what things. I mean? And to that respect, he is an artist. I will give him that. But does that mean that he has as much as the person, you know what I mean, who's actually providing the body of work, who's quarrying the stone and getting all of it ready and, and making and giving him the guidance and telling him what the general picture of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? And moreover, he, I don't believe that if you're going to do that, then then it is incumbent on you as a person who's also making the deal. Because in Puff Daddy's case, he was the record label and the producer it was Ooh. like hey dude take if you're gonna do that take your cuts don't take the whole swath and then give them a little piece of it say hey no i'm taking my 15 percent producer i don't know what it is i'm just making that number up nowadays and then i'm going to take my 30 percent publishing and then the rest goes to you you know what i mean no no he said i'm going to take 85 percent and then give you 15 percent because all you did was make the song perform the vocals and then continue to perform and produce the song ad infinitum until you get your shit reverted back to you like come on man that don't yeah. sound cool that's probably why they invented split sheets nowadays i'm not sure but nowadays yeah. when um there's a specific like 
piece of paper that you do that assigns like what who did what when they were creating a song in the studio and shit. And it's just a fucking Excel sheet with a bunch of words on it. It's really all it is. And that's and then that's, that's innovation. But you're right. That's exactly why that exists. Is because you can't just if you don't write it down and have people sign that shit. No, you know, then, you, you know, yeah. you'll get robbed. Then after the fact, people can always invent a percentage. And so I just, yeah, I just wanted to head back to that and say, hey, listen. I get that there is some artistic value in, in, in what Puffy does, but in no way, shape, or form do I think that that validates him taking, you know, all of the, the administrative costs that he took plus that producer cost and then and then holding it, at, you know, at, at, at gunpoint pretty much, you know, like, nah, I'm not going to give it to you, you know, as a, ven, as a vendetta. It's like, this is what I was talking about with grace. It's like, come on, dude, have a little bit of grace. You know what I mean? It's been a long time. He shouldn't have left you. And it's like he never had a dope beat to step to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he didn't have. We all get it, and it's also everybody knows what happened. The normalization of unchecked greed too. It's like, how much do you really need, bro? (laughs) If you had thirty percent of that less, would you really notice it? I don't know. Is there nothing to the social capital gained by him publicly showing that kind of grace? I I don't know. I for me, as just a person, that but I I think that's Jamaican in me. Jamaicans do that. Like, well, you know. I really like that movie they do, so I'm gonna mess with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might not mess with you, but I don't think that, that 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 doesn't really happen very much. Like, there's not a lot of people. And we're that. also like, we're also like, if we don't really need something, we're not really all that tripping. If you if we know that you need it, we ain't gonna use it for shit. Yeah, you feel me? Like, I mean, that's like, how I am anyway. Like, I'm not. Well, he, to, no, no, I'm very much so. Like. If I have something that I'm not utilizing that's providing residual income and it's not a huge amount, it's not a substantial portion, and someone else has claim to it, I'm not going to fight you for it, probably. Nope. Probably going to let it ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the universe is going to come back around somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm poor. But <laughs> Stop giving your nobody, shit away. Nobody believes that Puff Daddy is in a situation where his kids aren't going to eat if... He works out a deal with Mace. I'm not saying give it to him. I'm saying work out a deal with Mace. It would be good for the culture. And that's what I'm talking about. You want to go fucking yell at the people at the Grammys, but you don't want to just work out a deal with your home with your ex-homie for a fucking, you know, for the culture. Like, nah, my G, do the basic things. Like, do that ground level work before you start go yelling at a bunch of white people about, you know, whitewashing the Grammys. Like, I don't care, dude. Hey man, Buffy should be like. God's gonna provide for you, Mace. I'm ah, because he did good. You went to the church. <laughs> that would be savage. But yeah, nah, man. I really think that um, and you know, and that is just with the limited knowledge we do know of the deal. Because who knows what happened in the back end? There could he, Puffy could have a, a a real legitimate reason as to why he um has beef with Mace. Right. But um, that's the thing is like that when you're a public figure. You know what I mean? I think that Jay might do a better job of that. It's like, yo, let your private beef be private. Try not to, you know, he tried to at least before they caught him on the camera with Solange, but he tries to let his his private beef be private and not make it spill out into the public if he can help it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, Diddy, just squash the public beef. Just do whatever you got to do to squash the public beef. You can do whatever you want in the private beef. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a firm subscriber and kill him with kindness. You know what I mean? Like, you, and not to mention... Just by squashing this, you 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 show yourself to be the bigger man. I don't know. It it, it seems to be such a simple rubric to, no, to success. Son. It is a simple rubric. The Petty bigger man got the though. bigger boat. <laughs> Petty niggas will never make it there though. But anyway, yeah, there wasn't too much going on with the with the uh entertainment news. That was I just wanted to hit those two points real quick. But uh yeah, onto some um social and politics stuff. You know, I don't support Joe Biden as as president one bit, but when it comes to this whole situation with him and his son, like whatever Hunter Biden did, whatever he has to be called to account for, let that happen. I'm not I'm not mad at anybody who is interested in in finding out what happened with Hunter Biden, but the consistent questions to Joe Biden. Now I don't expect everyone to get this, but as a father. I would never in a million years expect a father who has a good relationship with his son to go in public 
and say anything that he thinks would negatively impact his son. So the fact that they expect that of him just shows the vapid ignorance of the fucking media because it's such a waste of goddamn time to ask him these questions when we all know what answer he's going to give. And he should give. He should <laughs> fucking defend his son. Hunter Biden needs to also fucking deal with what he fucking did and deal with the fact that, yeah, guess what? You used daddy's nepotism and now you're getting called on account for it. Guess what? Your dad, I, I no, I don't hold that fucking against him. Yes, you give your fucking son every fucking advantage that you can. I get it. No. And that's why that's why there's supposed to be systems set up to prevent that from happening. Yep. That's why there's ethical rules as to why some people don't apply for certain jobs. Mm hmm. That's why you you choose not to do certain things out of the best interest of the fucking everyone involved of God everyone involved everyone but, but they didn't you. do that they didn't do that so that responsibility falls on Hunter as a grown man in my opinion and so I really dis like there's so many things that we could fucking get mad at Biden for why are you attacking him for protecting his son now I don't I. I I know that this is an amoral country for the most part, but <laughs> that just is beyond the pale for me that you guys are literally that silly that you can't understand that you can't get a straight answer from the man because he's protecting his son. <laughs> do you not have a child? Do you not? Do you not understand what it is to protect somebody who you love dearly more than yourself? Obviously not. They clearly don't understand that fucking concept. And they're going to keep asking him, well, what do you think? He's going to put the country over his son? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. What is wrong with you? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's fundamentally weird thinking to me. And so it's like, you're wasting your time and you're not going to address all of the legitimate things that need to be talked about with Biden, like how he's full of shit. You know what I mean? Like how he lies on his record, how he lies on other people's record, how he takes fucking credit for things he didn't do. But you're going to attack him for protecting his son? You people are completely flaccid and useless. Like the media is <laughs> completely and utterly incapable of doing their job anymore. It's crazy. Like I just and 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 it clearly triggered me because like I'm just sitting here thinking like I thought a nigga thought something bad about Kendrick the other day and I was like, yo, I'm going to fucking smack this nigga in his face. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, I could not even imagine if people were genuinely coming at me for trying. That's like, funny. are you kidding me? Nah. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to touch on that because it was a weird thing in politics. Like, I was trying to focus on what was going on with all of the bullshit that's happening with the caucuses. Um, well, that happened. Now we're going into the first primary. But, um, yeah, they kept on bringing this up, and I'm just like, you know what? You guys already chose to acquit this asshole. You keep on conflating the witnesses for this trial with the witnesses for the with Hunter Biden, which has nothing to do with this. Like, and and, and this is the problem now. This is my issue that I have going forward is that the legal precedent they've set with this acquittal by acquitting him and allowing the 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 legal. Justification. The legal justification to be that the president is infallible as long as yes. his intentions are one way means that we are now officially voting for dictators. And I won't do that. I'm not going to vote to give someone unlimited power over my life. I'm not going to do that. So unless I genuinely feel that the people who are nominated are the kind of people who have the self-restraint to return that power back to the judiciary... Back to the the the, the proper uh, branches, which I want to touch on in a second. I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not voting for none of them, which means I won't vote for any of the Republican uh, 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 nominees because none of them have any interest in restoring any kind of uh, um, power back to the to the actual branches that they that the power is supposed to reside in. And out of the 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 Democratic. Um, um, nominees only Bernie and Yang do I believe have the kind of self-restraint to be a good leader so that puts me in a real pickle because the establishment is actively fighting against Bernie <laughs> and Yang just is not they're not people will not rally like he has a core constituency but the country doesn't seem to be willing to ra rally behind genuinely good ideas they won't do it it's too new too different and so you know, it's a really trash situation to be in as somebody who actively wants to be a good citizen and part of my democracy. 
who has been an active member of my democracy from running polling stations to acts of civil disobedience to, you know, all mannerisms of keeping myself educated. Like, I'm, I actively do things to try to keep, you know, the democracy alive, but I can't support a democracy that is electing dictators, that is electing people with dictator power. So that, that that's sad, man. That Trump acquittal means a lot. And then the then and then you have the the, the Republicans on the other side gaslighting the shit out of the public, talking about man, they acquitted him. Clearly, if you're still mad, you have Trump derangement syndrome. And I'm like, really? Yo, TDS is fucking sweeping the nation right Bro. now. It's worse than it's like it was a sham trial. None of the actual crimes were addressed, but yet I'm deranged, trying to just point out the fact that you guys obfuscated a legitimate legal inquiry that's yeah man this country is going to a really strange place <laughs> it's going to a really strange place because i watch a lot of those those dystopian sci-fi um shows and boy man it it's scary. It it really worries me because then, you know, I used to work in a library and and the people I used to work with, most of them were older. You know, it was a really weird disparity in the in the people I worked with. Some of them were really old and some most of them were really young. And so the one unifying thing that I saw was the delusion that American politics can be taken at face value hmm. that you could just listen to that like institutions and corporations were there for your best interest and it was scary because that's the kind of shit that you see in those dystopian movies where the people like give yeah. themselves over wholeheartedly to to the powers that be and it's just like no. in um cloud atlas it was papa song everybody kept talking about yeah. how great papa song was it was like yes it was it's weird and it's like man i really like worry because like like people are warning us like they're writing literature about this like it's this shouldn't be you know something that 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 we're surprised when we see you know i'm definitely not and but the people who are succumbing to it they, they seem to be just completely unaware of its presence because it's mostly psychological manipulation and that's the wonderful thing about psychology is like until when you realize it's there it's like oh no that that's it's not motive whatsoever it totally takes its influence away from you but these people for some reason are just complete and i'm like i'm not special you know what i mean like i'm not a special person to be able to see that donald trump is a liar <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not like. I mean, to be fair, there was a video that proves that they just don't care. I mean, you feel me? Because this lady was talking to a Trump supporter. I mean, this guy was talking to a female Trump supporter, and he was just like, "Yo, uh, did you see the information about the inquiry?" And she was like, "Yeah, he was acquitted. It's great." And then he was just like, uh, yeah, but you know that they didn't call witnesses and like, oh, that's what he said. He was just like, yeah, they didn't even call witnesses because if if they've had witnesses, then they would have called him. And he was actually they voted not to call witnesses. And she was like, I don't care. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's... if you look uh, on YouTube, there's a there's a video of Grover Norquist addressing the RNC and he was stating i think it was in 2012 and oh, he stated this one, yeah. we don't want a candidate who is ideological who knows anything who has any known stances or cares to stand on any premise we just need somebody with enough fingers to hold a pen and who will sign the legislation sign we put shit. in front of them mm -hmm. and here we are today and and that is why the entire republican party supports him is because this has been their plan the whole time was to get someone like him in power who's willing to sign all the bullshit that they put in because they know that 99 percent of the american people do not see legislation that's passed until after it's passed yep they just got, they just needed someone to charge headfirst through all the bullshit and, and then and they'll they just walk get, behind because it. typically when people become president they kind of realize like oh I don't want it. I don't want this stain to be on my legacy. But he has no legacy. He has no. There's no worse thing that he can ever that could be tied to him. He's completely exactly what Grover Norquist called for in 2012. And this is the saddest thing that the American public, knowing that he did wanted this. This is this is a clip on YouTube. Everyone has access to it. He said it to the RNC. Everyone in the fucking building, the thousands of people in that that building heard him say this 
and then enacted this plan and the republicans have the fucking nerve to act like this is not like oh this is not my party anymore no this is your party this was their plan they got they chose him because he is vapid enough not to care about the bills they put in front of him mitch mcconnell is there because he will do anything he will sell his soul his mother his children to pack the court because he said that that was his goal and he will do everything in his life to achieve that one goal of getting as many republican judges on that court and what did he do he held up all of uh, obama's nominations refused to let any of his picks go through until and now now trump is president he gets to do the nominations letting through all of these inexperienced shitty young judges who are going to be in like long-term appointmentships you know what i mean you know and 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 once again fucking any chance of the future getting better because the only i the only chance that that this country has is that these old fucks die and they just go away i'm not saying anyone kill them i'm just saying they're going to die because they're humans i think i'm okay to say that that humans die and when those humans die then we will be able to do different things <laughs> because right now they are in, in come they are in, inhibiting anything from ever happening legislatively in this country and one thing that i said i wanted to, to touch on when i first started this topic was the 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 subjugation of that three branch system that's supposed to somehow provide checks and balances from some bullshit like this happening because that only works the you know the judiciary the legislative and the executive branch each providing checks and balances over the other in one way shape or form um only works when there isn't alternative uh uh, power structures that these branches are beholden to so now it's not just the branches but if you are part of the legislative branch and you are a republican then you have this other ideology that you're beholden to so now it's not just about checking your judiciary branch and, and executive branch counterparts it's about also towing your party line and what happens when you do you, you tow the party line before you tow your actual job line you get mitch mcconnell because Mitch McConnell literally did not do his job to toe the party line for Republicans. So this is what I mean. And so everybody who Mitch McConnell represents, who keeps voting his fuck ass into to power, yeah, I, I don't I think you're bad people and I think you're toxic to the country. And those are the kind of people who I'm really think it's problematic to invite into any kind of democratic process. Because inviting them in is to invite people who are fundamentally sick into the party. They, they, they have a problem if they are. And I'm not saying that conservative Republican values are a problem, but Mitch McConnell will not do his job because he is beholden to an ideology separate of the will of the people. And if you support that, then you are supporting a weird form of fascist oligarchy that is not what most of the people in America came here to, 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 to go to experience who were invited here or forced to come here. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's such a fundamental corruption of what America w says it is that I just can't understand. Like, how do, you, how do you justify that? How do you justify what Mitch McConnell's doing? I'm not saying the Democrats are good. I rail against the Democrats. They are trash for the most part. But how do you justify what Mitch McConnell's doing? Winning. He is winning. He is winning, and he and 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 that I can't say that he's not doing, but what he's also doing is he's subverting the the, the republic to a great deal, and I think in an irreparable fashion. I think that he is causing so much harm, and for what? If I remember correctly, Mitch McConnell like represents Kansas. Kansas ain't fucking doing good. Kansas is not doing good to be voting this guy in. Like you have one, you have one of them, whatever Midwestern bumblefuck state he represents, whatever state he represents, ain't doing well enough to justify having the most, one of the most powerful people in Congress represent you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. But yeah, the, 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 the fundamentally the system has an issue. The two-party system is no longer working. The three-branch uh, three-branch checks and balances aren't working. Um, the, the 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 office of the presidency has been conflated with a dictatorship. Like, there's a lot of shit. Like, this is like I don't know, man. Am I making this up? Am I have I said anything that that 
is not based in reality? Nah, this is all... I, I don't know. I've been watching this movie for like 20 years, so I don't I, I suppose I'm just like used to seeing it in real life, so... And then now, no, the, listen to this shit. The National Archives are due to start... Um, so yeah. the National Archives collect records from every government institution, including a lot of uh, government-funded, um, uh, like, legal um, bodies. You know what I mean? So, like, the ACLU, whatever, you, they sue the government, they submit the records and all that stuff. So they're set to stop collecting the records of civil rights and environmental rights cases. So that means that those records will now be destroyed before they go into the archive. And now the people who work for the National Archive are still showing up saying, hey, we're archiving this stuff. But the Trump administration has told these these institutions, excuse me, these institutions that they are not beholden to keep these records and provide them to the National um, Archive so they can just destroy them. It's pretty cool. I'm with that. And I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, wh- when do we start saying, "Hey, you know, why would you just destroy that?" Like, th- those things happened. Why would we be destroying the legal record of them? My question is, do these niggas think that information only exists that they're the ones with the only copy? No, but the problem is, is that textbooks are written out of the National Archives, like. When McGraw-Hill aggregates historians um, to write their textbooks, they reference things from the National Archive. That's what, and so as they start to delete that, they destroy furthermore the public schooling system. Which it's funny. I mean, it sucks for the nation, but I don't really trust textbooks or schools. Out, dude. The Secretary of Education is Betsy DeVos. All right, I do not trust the education system. You feel me? The FDA voted to make pizza a vegetable. But this is what I mean when I say that they're they're fucking it in the the institutions in an irreparable fashion. So like Betsy DeVos is a shitty leader, but shitty leaders eventually change, hopefully, in a democracy. Low. But when you fucking when you gut the National Archive, it doesn't matter who the leader is if. There is no archive of information for them to teach from. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, Americans, people, if you if you guys really want your country, y'all got to do something because I've been convinced they've been trying to destroy this country for like 10 or so years. Convinced. You cannot convince me otherwise because the country is slowly being dismantled piece by piece in a way that by now should be wo- wholly, wholly evident. So I don't like I don't know what to tell people, bro. It's like so every time they do do something, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. If you're trying to dismantle a giant Lego piece, naturally that would be the next piece that you would go for. So yeah, okay, I got you. So yeah, just hey, and I, man, I don't know how much of this. I don't know how much of this is propagated by our enemies. When I say our enemies, I say that same. I wonder that as well. I think that I, there's a. This, a lot of the, the social division thing. is being amplified mm-hmm. by malicious actors, malicious and actors, bots and I think that we've made so many enemies of such big countries that they each are like China's like I'll fuck with their economy, and Russia's like uh, I'll fuck with their uh, with their um, hmm, with their social plausible. media, and India's like uh. We'll fuck with their clothes and food and all of that stuff. That actually and, makes a lot more and sense. So no one country has. Yeah. They just each because since we consume so much from those countries, they can each sense. say, hey, whatever they depend on you for, just fuck them over on it. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense because I was trying to think like what one person would really have the resources and or be so motivated. But the way you put it does make a whole lot more, be much easier, well, far more easier. You wouldn't and, and, need, and you like, want to know what's funny? There's an organization yeah. called the BRICS Nations. What is that? The BRICS Nations are, um, let me remember this correctly. It's, uh, I want to say Britain, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. The BRICS Nations. They all, is it Britain? Is the B in BRICS um, Britain? The, uh, don't quote me on the B, but uh, it is Russia, India, China, and South Africa are the other nations. Um, form a a major superpower trading block, mm-hmm. and um, 
it seems like the world is realigning for these nations to be ah, the new superpower to exclude America okay. because that's the problem is that America has been such a shitty actor in every mm -hmm. industry that we enter into. We're such bullies. Mm -hmm. that, too gluttonous, too greedy. That the rest of the world is starting to organize against us. And there is a trading block right now that very easily can organize itself. And it doesn't have to be in some some evil, malicious, you know, uh, a conspiracy theory way. They can each just say, hey, listen, we're not going to trade with America's best interest in these areas anymore. Because these are the areas that they trade with us the most on. We're going to give each other bit more beneficial deals because we're trying to build something and we're trying to be more inclusive. And that is more of the world than just America. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's there's a lot going on. And, and, and the America Chinese relationship is hugely fraught. Hugely <laughs> fraught. Yo, yeah, the other day they it's, said it's that every single... FBI office has hundreds of cases opened on Chinese actors. Every single FBI office has m multiple, if in in some cases, hundreds of cases. Now, the, the hundreds of cases are probably just like um, all patent infringement cases that just yeah. rack up. They're not like hundreds of individual in infractions like that. Which one could but, argue um, is there's not investigations. There's dozens of investigations going on in every single FBI office into just Chinese actors. Mm -hmm. Like China has found, I don't know, is doing a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm theorizing here, As they but China's do. doing a lot. Man, and did you hear the doctor that that originally stated the Wuhan outbreak? Mm -hmm. He died mm -hmm. um, of the corona uh, of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then mm -hmm. the journalist that he leaked it to 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 broadcast it. Now he's disappeared. I thought that the first guy dying because the thing is is that that doctor man he was like the expert on how to not get coronavirus, and he died. And then the person who we talked to died. And it's like, okay. Yeah, of coronavirus. Yeah, I'm also like, doing That's a bit fishy. But I've always said that that's how China works. Like, and, and I know I speak yeah. hyperbolically about a lot of things. But do believe me when I tell you China do, does not operate on civil rights laws like we do. Yep. If the government has determined they do not like what, she, what you said, you and your fam family's life are forfeit. And that's not just me talking crazy. That's happened before. Bro. Ai Weiwei. Like, that happened to him and his family and not all of them came back so i'm just saying china operates on a different set of rules it's why it's always dangerous to do business with them and yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing how it goes off into the future but yeah i think uh we definitely did the darn thing today so i want to go ahead and wrap up with that uh I hope I want to. I'm gonna make a concerted effort for the next podcast not to be so angry. <laughs> that much I will say. So I think I, I started out kind of cool, and then and then immediately started talking about Gail King and Oprah, and I went to a hundred. Next episode, we're definitely gonna try to make it a more fun-filled one. But uh, yeah, I try to keep yeah, it serious. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> all righty, guys. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from all your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.